Welcome to the Congressional Record, a podcast by Proledges. Each week, we bring you a deep dive into Congress's policy priorities. In this podcast, we'll cover the processes unique to the first branch of government and discuss some of the pressing policy issues legislators are working on. I'm your host, Charlene Burns, a researcher with the Proledges policy team. Today, we bring you an episode on the Title 42 immigration program. The Biden administration announced this month that it would terminate Title 42, a program that has suspended the entry of many asylum seekers into the U.S. during the COVID-19 pandemic. The decision has been welcomed by advocates concerned about the human rights consequences of Title 42, but it has also drawn criticism due to fears that it will lead to a spike in asylum claims at the border that may overwhelm the immigration system. In this episode, we'll discuss Title 42 and its impacts. We'll also talk about the Biden administration's decision to keep the policy in place at first, its recent change in stance, and the response from congressional lawmakers. Prolegis is a new policy technology company founded by former congressional staffers and startup alums. We have one mission, to offer free tools that make it easier to learn about, track, and deepen your understanding of policy issues and legislation. We offer free features such as U.S. code redlining and a personalizable dashboard to track the legislation and congressional activity that matters to you. We also offer nonpartisan, unbiased information through our briefings and podcasts. Sign up for a free account today to get full access to the suite of policy tools on Prolegis.com. The COVID-19 pandemic greatly impacted movement and travel around the world as countries sought to contain the spread of the virus. As part of the U.S. policy response, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or CDC, issued an order in March 2020 that suspended the right to, quote, introduce certain persons from countries where a communicable disease exists. The CDC issued this order based on authority provided by Title 42, which permits the U.S. government to suspend entries and imports of people and property to prevent the spread of diseases. Prior to the order, asylum seekers that arrive at the U.S.-Mexico border would be held in Department of Homeland Security, or DHS, facilities while awaiting immigration processing. After the order, many of these asylum seekers would instead be turned away and expelled into Mexico. The Trump administration stated this policy was put in place to mitigate the risks of COVID transmission in DHS facilities where it would be difficult to distance and isolate. The U.S. and Mexican government reached an agreement for Mexico to hold Mexican, Guatemalan, Honduran, and Salvadoran families and single adults. Those who are not sent to Mexico were either held in Customs and Border Protection or Immigrations and Customs Enforcement Detention or flown back to their home countries. Thousands of Haitian asylum seekers were returned to Haiti under this process. Asylum seekers were given the opportunity to contest expulsion if they spontaneously informed Customs and Border Protection officers that they feared being tortured. Title 42 and the implementation of the program have changed multiple times since March 2020. Title 42 does not apply to unaccompanied children after a federal district court blocked the application of the order to unaccompanied children in November 2020. 
And in January 2021, Mexico stopped accepting families with children under the age of seven. According to government data, more than 600,000 expulsions have been carried out since the restrictions were put in place. Migrant advocacy groups have found that some of those expelled, particularly vulnerable groups such as LGBT plus and Black migrants, have been targets of kidnappings and attacks and other human rights violations. Additionally, reports suggest that expelled migrants often were sent to overcrowded conditions where COVID-19 transmission was high. Some have also argued that Title 42 has contributed to an increase in repeat border crossings. The public health benefits of the order have also been called into question. Some medical experts in the CDC stated that there was no scientific basis for the order and some epidemiologists were concerned that the issue of public health was being used as a guise for immigration deterrence. Due to the stated concerns, the Biden administration has been facing increasing pressure from public health experts and advocacy groups to end the Title 42 program. After the break, we'll talk about how the administration's stance on Title 42 has evolved in the last year. Looking for a simple policy brief that will give you the context necessary to write that policy memo or vote recommendation? Pledge's briefings are quick, no-nonsense summaries of the issues relevant to Congress. They are objective and nonpartisan. they provide key details on trending bills or policy topics, as well as resources to dive deeper from the best of the policy landscape. Each week, Prolegis publishes briefings that address the most important issues in Congress, covering a wide range of topics, including healthcare, energy and environment, finance and taxation, technology, transportation and infrastructure, social issues, and more. Sign up for a free Prolegis account to get access to Prolegis briefings today. The Biden administration has continued the Title 42 policy thus far, citing public health concerns, but is expected to repeal the policy as part of a CDC review. The White House has acknowledged that rescinding the policy may lead to an influx of immigrants coming to the U.S. border. Customs and Border Protection reported 1.6 million encounters with migrants along the U.S.-Mexico border in 2021, the highest annual total in history but the majority of these migrants were expelled under Title 42. Throughout the past year, immigration and human rights advocates have increased pressure on the administration to reconsider its approach to Title 42. Some have argued that the Biden administration's approach is incongruous with its other decision to repeal the Trump administration's migrant protection protocols, which required all asylum seekers to remain in Mexico while awaiting processing. The Biden administration has received a number of letters from advocacy groups and lawmakers urging it to discontinue the policy. Congressional Democrats, in particular, have vocally opposed the policy, especially regarding the treatment of Haitian migrants. There have been a couple legal challenges against Title 42, including the case mentioned earlier that blocked the application of the order to unaccompanied children. The CDC announced on April 1, 2022, that it will terminate Title 42, effective May 23rd. The CDC determined that the suspension of migrants into the U.S. was no longer necessary due to decreased infection rates and improved COVID-19 prevention tools. The implementation of this order is delayed until May, 
to prepare for an expected rise in crossings this spring. There is a lot of uncertainty around how this decision will affect numbers at the border, so the administration is planning for a number of scenarios. Customs and Border Protection has already begun vaccinating migrants it takes into custody as one of its initial protocols for ending Title 42. Other actions the administration will take include expanding government contracts for transportation and medical care and adding staff. Reactions to the end of Title 42 have been mixed. Advocates like the Center for American Progress support the Biden administration's decision, citing reports of violence against expelled migrants. Supporters of ending Title 42 also argue that the original law has been misused during COVID-19 as the public health benefit of the policy is uncertain. On the other hand, critics of the decision are concerned about whether ending Title 42 will overwhelm the border and Customs and Border Protection. The Republican governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, announced that in response to the Biden administration's decision, Texas will now offer to bus migrants from the Texas border to the steps of the U.S. Capitol. State attorneys general from Arizona, Louisiana, and Missouri have filed a lawsuit against the administration challenging the termination of Title 42, arguing that it's unlawful because it doesn't follow the notice and comment requirement under the Administrative Procedure Act. However, this argument may be irrelevant as Title 42 was not implemented through a notice and comment process. In Congress, Republican members are also concerned about the possibility of a border crisis. Representative Andy Biggs of Arizona stated his belief that the decision will lead to the worst border crisis in history. Senate Republicans blocked a vote earlier this month on a $10 billion COVID relief bill due to concerns about this rule change. Republicans are also arguing that the Biden administration's decision to end Title 42 is inconsistent with its other decisions around the pandemic. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell stated that it's hypocritical for the administration to end Title 42 while still extending the COVID emergency status domestically. But Republicans are not alone in disagreeing with the administration. A bipartisan group of Republican and moderate Democratic senators, including Arizona Senators Kirsten Sinema and Mark Kelly and West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, introduced the Public Health and Border Security Act of 2022 to push back the May 23rd deadline. The bill would require federal emergency declarations on COVID-19 to be lifted before Title 42 is terminated. The House Homeland Security Committee held a hearing examining Title 42 and the need to restore asylum at the border on April 6. Republicans on the Senate Judiciary Committee sent a letter to the chair of the committee, Dick Durbin, demanding a hearing on the Biden administration's decision to rescind Title 42. Other than the Bipartisan Public Health and Border Security Act, Senator Marco Rubio also introduced a bill to codify Title 42 until February 1st, 2025. That's all for this episode of the Congressional Record. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to sign up for your free ProLegis account if you haven't already. You can go to ProLegis.com, that's P-R-O-L-E-G-I-S.com, to find additional show notes and sources for each of our episodes. 
Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Our handles are in the episode notes as well. Finally, I want to give special thanks to Jason Lemons and Greg Nunziata for their editorial feedback. We'll see you next week on the Congressional Record.